Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is the Art of Charm. Learn everything you need to know to crush it in business, love, and life. The Art of Charm is where ordinary guys become extraordinary men. Welcome to The Art of Charm, I'm Jordan Harbinger. The Art of Charm brings together the best minds in the industry to teach you how to crush it in life, love, and at work. Imagine having a mix of experienced mentors teaching you their expertise and packing decades of research testing and tough lessons into a concise curriculum. We've created one of the premier lifestyle programs available anywhere, and it's free. This is the show we wish we had a decade ago. Make sure to stay up to date with everything going on here and get some great content and free products and books that we don't or can't share on the show by signing up for the newsletter at theartofcharm.com. The show is about you. We're here to help you become the best you can be in every area of your life. This is a toolbox episode, so this is a fundamentals episode of the Art of Charm Toolbox. If you want to see some of the other interviews or some of the other toolbox episodes that we do, you can go to theartofcharm.com slash toolbox, where you'll find other fundamentals like body language, eye contact, vocal tonality, dating, attraction, business networking and negotiation, relationship management, and all that stuff we'd wish we'd learned and mastered years ago. And we have our live programs running every single week here in Los Angeles, California. In fact, we've got guys from Denmark, Brazil, the UK, and the U.S. and Canada here this week. Theartofcharm.com slash bootcamp for details on that. Give us a call or even email me, jordan at theartofcharm.com. I read everything, and I'm looking forward to meeting you here at AOC. Today we're talking about screening and qualifying, bringing the right kind of people into your life, keeping the wrong kind of people out of your life. We're going to talk about types of low-value people. We're going to revisit the value scale a little bit. And, of course, why and how high-value people influence you. And, of course, on the other flip side, how low-value people detract from that. So enjoy this Toolbox episode on screening and qualifying with Johnny and AJ, head instructors here at The Art of Charm. One of the things we talk about a lot on the show and at boot camp and things like that is screening people, qualifying people, getting the right people into your life. And we talk about mistakes people make a lot of the time as well about screening in the wrong kind of people for the wrong reasons. So it makes sense that we would want to do an entire toolbox episode just on this topic. I don't think people really just understand how their daily Decisions and actions are affected by who they have around them and in their life, and I want to paint that picture. Right. It's like the cliche, at least on our show, of like, you only go as high as your five closest friends. Show me your friends, I'll show you your future, et cetera. We say that, I mean, I feel like this comes up all the time, and yet we we very rarely talk about how to actually get the right kind of people in. Well, I want to use this metaphor that I use, an analogy that I use in, in class, and right? So... So imagine yourself, you're sitting at home, it's Sunday evening, you're watching, you know, Game of Thrones or whatever everyone watches now. Mm-hmm. You got your Cheetos, you're feeling good. A commercial comes on and all of a sudden, you have this idea of how you can make your company more efficient and more profitable and you have a Monday morning meeting. So you might start getting pretty fired up of, I'm gonna go in there and look like the man. But you realize there's a few 
kinks in the armor. There's a few ideas, a few things you might need to work out, but overall it's a solid plan. But then you realize, you start to think, but, you know, Bob's kind of an asshole, and he's probably going to throw me under the bus because it's not fully worked out, and, and Sheila would definitely like to see me just get destroyed. And so then you start to, th- and all of a sudden you realize that everyone, this company you work for is very cutthroat. Everyone's waiting for somebody to screw up. And now all of a sudden, this idea you're all excited about <laughs> starts to get swept under the rug. You're right. like, you know what? It's not worth opening my mouth. And everyone can understand that. But you have to take it outside of that. Think about, you know, here you are with your friends. And you're out at the bar, and this, the redhead at the corner just checked you out twice, and now you have this opportunity of your body's like saying, hey, I should go over there and check her out. Or I should go, uh, you know, this vacation sounds really rad that I've always wanted to go on. And then you realize, well, you know, Jim's going to tell me that's a stupid idea, and she's going to blow me out, or this vacation is just a waste of time. And now all of a sudden, these things that I got so excited about and wanted to do are now getting swept under the rug, and now I'm going to rationalize it with cognitive distortions and the rest of the rationalizations so I can feel good sitting there being quiet. Okay, so why does this happen? Well, as I said, we allow in the wrong people. And it's we're already fighting against ourselves, all right? We're, our programming, nature versus nurture, what we've learned, everything is going... Uh, depending on that background, a lot, and a lot of our regular programming is all based on fear. So the more influences we have backing up those fears, the uh, easier it is the more for us. more likely to- they're to control our lives. Absolutely. Okay. As we talked about in the previous couple episodes in this toolbox series of meeting new people, you're going to start to broaden your network. You're going to get that third place. And a lot of people now are going to be entering your life. Some people who are good fits, some people who are bad fits. But if you think about the five closest people in your life currently, have you really thought critically about their impact on your life? Because I know for us collectively, we've gone through a few times where we've had to audit our friends and say, okay, this person is adding to my life and I'm excited to be around this person and I'm, a, I'm an amazing version of myself around this person. They bring out the best in me. And then there are those people in our lives where, you know, maybe we are afraid to talk about the things that matter to us. Maybe we haven't shared our future plans and dreams because we know that they're very negative. Right. And the more negative people you end up having in your life, the more negative you become. Well, if we painted that whole that office scenario with you going into work and you know that your office is full of supportive people who are going to be fired up, who understand the better the company does, the better everybody does. They see big picture stuff. Then the few kinks in the in your idea is going to get massaged out, and you're going to rock and roll this. All of a sudden, there's no holding you back. You're going in Monday morning meeting, and you're ready to roll. Right. I, I can see a lot of people pushing the responsibility off of themselves and being like, well, you know, I can't succeed because I've got all these other people around me that are negative. Right? I can't, you know, I would do this, but, you know, then John's just going to be a, a jerk about it. There's no reason. Why even try? And so we end up not only surrounded by these people, but literally kind of being tied down by them in so many ways. Yeah. When I bring up peer pressure in class, everyone kind of laughs because they're like, oh yeah, that was so high school. High school. But it doesn't really stop at high school. Your friends are exerting pressure on you every day to do things, to not do things, to act a certain way. And if you look around and, and your friends are the type of people who don't go out, who aren't social, who when they are out are negative, who look for the worst in people, odds are 
you're going to find yourself picking up those bad habits, and all of a sudden, you're going to have a really negative outlook. And listen, we all outgrow people, and we all have goals. And if those people around you aren't supporting them, then you've outgrown them. Just because you've known Jim for 11 years, it doesn't mean that Jim's right for you as your friend. And that's, that's and a probably lot of the times, hardest of things to At say. our age, when you trace back the 11 years, you realize that the only reason you and Jim even know each other is because you live down the street. <laughs> How is that a good criteria right. for him having such a strong impact on your thoughts, your beliefs, your actions, your life? Right. Yeah, because we most most of our friends that we make, we grow up with. We're they're in the cubicle next to us. They're on a sports team with us. They're in our class. That that's the usual criteria for the people you spend the most time with. Is they're friggin' there. And there's mm-hmm. nothing, that's it. There's nothing wrong with being in a different place or just growing in a different direction. That happens socially all the time. And I think a lot of times people feel bad about that or beat themselves up over it or why am I so different. And it's, it's, uh, you have, we've all been there when that one good buddy in your life meets a girl. Oh yeah. And what, what decision does he make then? Does he choose you over the girl or does he go a little selfish, right? Yeah. So it's time for us to be more selfish with our time and be a heck of a lot more selective than we have been in the past. Well, we mentioned it in the other episodes where time all of a sudden now becomes the most important thing and how's that going to be used and is it going to be used to hold you back or make you happy and uh, and you know with the old saying that we've just all of us mentioned of your five close you know, rise has five of your closest friends a lot of times uh, guys also get that confused monetarily we're talking about quality right life. right right yeah, yeah that's true i, I think is it confusing it monetarily, or is it, does it also make sense that it follows monetarily? Well, a lot of people feel that monetarily is going to make them happy. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So that's the measure. Right. But they don't also look at the other confounding factors of just like, are you happy? Are right, you positive? Right. Are you healthy around this person? Because sometimes that peer pressure can be in a very negative way in terms of drug use and alcohol abuse. Yeah. No, that's very true. You're right. A lot of times people will say... They'll give up their healthy, cool friends that they enjoy being around because they're not rich enough and they think they want the money. So now they're around all these, quote unquote, high performers and they, they hate every, fi- every second of it. Mm-hmm. And yet they're around these, these five close friends. And meanwhile, you're just kind of all enabling each other's workaholism, <laughs> et cetera. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's once you're just encouraging and backing up each other's fears. And, and we do know that a lot of, guys just in general as we talk about a lot have trouble making good friends quality friends and have somewhat crappy friends in their lives Mm -hmm. and i always sort of laugh and shake my head at the same time at at the guys who come through the program and who haven't even told their friends what's going on why they're in la what they're up to yeah yeah that always kind of makes me a little sad you start to realize like well they don't really have that true support where they can be honest and be like you know what i want to get my social life handled i want to be more confident outgoing in social settings there's there should be no embarrassment tied to that, but what that tells me is they haven't been a good selector of people. They've filtered in some of the wrong people who That's, would hammer them over. That. I see it every Wednesday when it comes up and we're going over these behaviors of supplicative, combative, uh, competitive, cooperative, and all of a sudden heads start going down and they realize how much time is being wasted being held back. Yeah, and it's and it's and it's my my thing about it is that's okay. We're at a place where we're now conscious of it. We're going to get we to We can a place. fix it. We can fix it. But you at first have to admit it. You need to take responsibility. You need to admit it's going on. So how do we, where do we start with that? 
Well, the you know, I think the, a ground floor for that is time spent hanging out with low value people is time taking away from you spending time with high value people or looking for those people. And if you don't make room, well, then there is no room for new people. Right. And that has to be done. Yeah, that's a good point because a lot of people think, well, I'll hang out with these people because I don't, don't know any high value any people. High value people. But the problem like, well, there's is, a reason why high value people don't want to hang out with you because you embody all those negative traits of your buddies. Right. And you're hanging out with those people constantly. So you kind of, what do you have to do? You have to like burn the ships, right? And stop <laughs> hanging out with the negative people, find the high value people. Definitely. And I, and I hate to say it that way. Bernie Ship sounds, like, you know, Cortez and all, but it's yeah. what's what's going to happen. And um, the other high value people don't want to subject themselves, even if they like you, they see your negative influences. That's too close. Yeah. They've done all this work to get where they are with their confidence and how they're feeling. They don't want anything to affect that. And I think every one of us understand what it's like when you've changed just your diet. Mm-hmm. Right, and you're working really hard, and you're working out, and you're going on runs, and your buddy's like, "You sure you don't want to share this pepperoni pizza with yeah. me?" You're like, "Get that thing yeah, away from me!" And your buddy strolls in the house with the box open. Yeah, you know right. that's that's what we're talking about here. You know how quickly you'll fall off your diet. It's the same thing. Yeah, that's a an excellent point. The people who say, "Hey, let's go out and hang out," and you're like, "If I go out with them, I know they're going to want to have eight beers and stay up till four o'clock in the morning." And that can be fine if that's what you're up for. But if you're doing it just because that's your only outlet for social connection, you have a recipe for disaster on your hands. Well, hell, I mean, a lot of the people that we knew mutually and hung out with yeah. way when this podcast started, when we first met, we don't talk to you any longer. We don't, oh, really, yeah. we don't keep tabs on any longer because there was a lot of that negative low value behavior. Absolutely. And a lot of people who didn't believe in what we were doing and what we were capable of. So distancing yourself from that and going after what you truly want is incredibly important. This is your life. And you only get one shot. Absolutely. We say that all the time. And the, the price of not understanding this becomes your life. So that's how apparent it becomes. And I just want to preface before we go further is that, you know, I personally believe, and I believe everyone here is the same boat with me, you know, that the human species wants to do good. It's pro most of us programmed to do good, to want to do good to other people, to want to give. But that doesn't make everyone good. Right. It means they would like to, mm-hmm. right? But their, their, but their, their, their behaviors and actions, right, because of fear, or they would rather, uh, they don't, they'd rather feel comfortable than knowing that they're helping somebody by being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and most, so most people then are just lazy. And lazy breeds unintelligent mm-hmm. and dumb and more and more lazy <laughs> and right. more lazy sure so so i just want everyone and those of you guys who are listening to this what does that make you that makes you the other part who is looking for ways to take accountability for what's going on in their life to be better count yourself in the high well sometimes percentage. sometimes it takes a breakup sometimes it takes just looking at yourself honestly but if you really look at your negatives and say, okay, these are the things that I hate about myself. These are the things that I want to work on. And then just look in your network and say, okay, who embodies this? Who brings this out of me? You might find some of these low-value people that you can very easily pluck from the garden, get the weeds out of the garden so the sure. healthy ones can grow. And all of a sudden, you're going to find with you know four or five less negative people in your life, oh, my God, all these positive people, these coworkers are seeking me out. Why? Because you're being positive. You're acting in a different light. And it for me, it took going through a breakup 
and realizing that like I wasn't a negative person, but the person I was with spending majority of my time with living with working with was incredibly negative. And I had some friends tell me after like, oh, you know, we wanted to say something, but you were in love and she brought that out of you. And then we started to wonder, well, maybe this is how he just is permanently. Maybe he's changed. So it is an extension of those negative things in yourself. A lot of times friends, people close to you, significant others can be pulling them out of you. Well, I mean, why, and I mentioned this in class, why, if you're not aware of it, why do you have the friends that you have, right? If you haven't been conscious of it and been choosing them, right, the reason that you have them is because you feel that they're on some level just fucked up as you are, and therefore you feel comfortable hanging out with them. Right. And if you haven't been conscious of it, that's what's been happening. So does it make sense to sort of revisit the value scale here? Because I think a lot of people might be kind of like, okay, high value, low value, like what is that? actually mean yeah yeah absolutely and the, the first one that we're going to talk about is that supplicative behavior and that supplicative behavior it basically screams out please like me mm-hmm. and when we talk about value let's make sure that we clear it up for everybody that it means attention approval and acceptance whether you're giving it or looking for it for yourself and as human beings everyone all of us love attention approval and acceptance it's just how we both go about doing those things or getting those things we're giving them mm-hmm. right and the supplicative person is going about looking for approval attention and acceptance through begging constantly for it. constantly begging for it uh, acting out to get it in any way possible right these are the guys that bend over backwards to do things for their friends but they're doing it because they want other people to like them Sure. Right. The guy who goes and, and then, of course, that breeds a lot of resentment. We have the whole episode on nice guy syndrome and we sure. did episodes on value literally like five plus years ago that are all very in depth on this as well. And the body language of that is going to be inward. So it's a lot of mumbling. Tonality wise is going to be inward. Body language closing off, getting smaller, not taking up space. And but yet and then looking at other people to help me feel good in this moment. What's the next rung on the value ladder? All right. The next one is combative. And now rather than being inward, all the behaviors and actions, tonality is going outward. Extremely. Explosively outward. (laughs) So talking too loud, taking up too much space. And rather than begging for attention, approval, acceptance, you're just going to take aggressively taking it Yeah, in Mm -hmm. a negative manner to allows others then to walk around you on eggshells. Right, the overcompensation, the fake alpha douchebag who used to be the supplicative guy and then went, no mas, and is now the uh, aggro. The guy at the bar around last call, you want to be nowhere near. Right. (laughs) Uh, Our next one is competitiveness, and it's rather than taking it or begging from it or begging for it, this person is just going to be competing for it. And you find yourself in these never ending episodes of competitiveness. And if, and if you sink down to competing, you've already lost and given up your value. Mm-hmm. So this is something that you don't need to do. And why is that? Well, for whatever reason in that moment, this person didn't feel that they had any value. They lost it for whatever happened. They didn't feel appreciated, approved, and they wanted to prove it to you by one upping you. Yeah. And, and guess what? If they end up not winning that competition, they're going to end up being combative. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times, competitive people, when they don't get that acknowledgement that they're better, they get they fall into combat. Ding down on another ring. Wrong. It's Yikes. not if you can't beat them, join them. It's if you can't beat them, beat, beat them, them up. up. Right. <laughs> Got it. Okay. 
And then lastly, we're talking about the cooperative values, which is now rather than begging for attention, approval, and acceptance, rather than taking attention, approval, acceptance, or competing for it, you are now going to give it. Mm-hmm. Right? This is, these are the people we want in our life, right? Because now we're mutually escalating quality of life for both people. Right. How can I help you out feel good? And how is this person then going to return the favor and just escalating quality of life? Rather, so being supportive, uh, looking for the win-win. Mm-hmm. Why? How can we all make the pie bigger rather than going for the uh, our, the biggest slice of pie? Right. A rising tide lifts all boats, right? Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Excellent. And those people are far and few between, but they're out there. And if you're exhibiting those behaviors is the only way that you're going to be able to see those behaviors in other people. And the only reason those people are going to see those behaviors in you and, and become attracted to that. Right. Sure. So we get this a lot, Johnny. I know guys ask in the cooperative situation where you're constantly giving approval, acceptance and appreciation and acknowledgement, how how do you draw the line where you don't get burned? Well, I think that line is different for everybody, and it's going to be where you're comfortable with it. You know, Adam Grant in his book mentioned the five-minute favor. We thought that was a really nice uh, way to go about it. And I, 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 and I know guys who give way more than others who are totally comfortable with that, never ask for anything. Uh, we all come from different places, and I think a lot of it comes from it's going to be your experience, what you're prepared to give, and and uh, where you you draw the line. And that those boundaries are extremely important. I know, um, you know, at times I can give a lot, and I know at, at times I'm, I, I'm like, this is the amount you get, and that's what you're getting from the behaviors I saw. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I think you know, it also depends on the people that you're dealing with in that moment. Uh, it's, and, and 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 unfortunately. You might s- sound like there's a there's some opportunity to be taken advantage of, uh, but fortunately, it's a chance for you to meet a lot of great rad people. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather be on that line uh, than on hey that guy's just a dick line and getting shut out because you weren't cooperative enough or you didn't you, you cut off before anyone was able to see that you are you can't be a generous person. Yeah, I think at least for me personally, I, I look at you know I'm selective with second chances but I'm always willing to give a first chance. And I, I do like Absolutely. that five minute favor concept. And we can, if you guys are interested in the value scale explained like really in depth, we, we did some stuff on this years and years ago, which we might even have to revisit at another point this year. But if you go to the art of slash value, you can find like a three hour episode just on the value scale and the behaviors you'll see out with each. Person. Right, exactly. So can we make like an identifier list of maybe the low yes. value people? Because I think those are the red flags that we need to highlight. Well, we've all seen them. Right? And I think the first set of people that, peop- uh, that people need to see and understand in this, and AJ knows me probably better than this. This is why it's number one on your list. They- <laughs> he knows me. There's, there's one thing that drives me up a wall, and it's people who are not willing to take responsibility for their actions. We all make mistakes. I am the biggest one at making mistakes. I can fuck up like anybody else. But the first thing that I'm going to do to to fix it or show that I understand it is take responsibility for it and re- and look for ways that I can fix it. And I ex- and high value people want other people around them like that. They know that people are not perfect. They just want you to take responsibility for your actions. It's funny. 
there's a running joke with me and my friends and AJ's heard it where a bandmate of mine was late to grab his gear, expected everyone else to do it. And then, you know, when he realized that no one was going to do it, he came to the club and he's like, oh, sorry, my phone died. You knew you were supposed to get your gear. You yeah. knew what was going on. That is the lamest excuse that I've ever heard for being late, for not doing what you're supposed to. How about <laughs> if we were to do this podcast and I didn't show up and I was like, sorry, guys, my phone died. What I mean, how, yeah. you know, no, who could then look at me seriously in this room and say, this is somebody that I want to say. You don't, you don't value or respect the other people's opinions or time. Right. And yeah. that's, and that's a, that's a big deal with me. So it's, you know, people who take responsibility for their actions. And, you know, the first step of that is knowing that people aren't perfect and giving them that room to do that. So the blamers. We want to avoid the blame game and people who find fault in others. Absolutely. absolutely. They're, they're everywhere. And that's a very low-value behavior that you'll probably see most common. And the funny thing is you'll see it a lot in your early 20s, but you'll see people in their 40s are yeah. still haven't got it together. Yeah, you're supposed to outgrow that crap big time. But it's... It's, listen, you do the behaviors that you've learned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until you especially, take another Trump program. Yeah. Yeah, until you take AOC. <laughs> then but, you change your behavior. But especially if people keep letting you get away with it, and mostly if you're letting yourself get away with it. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Next one, you know, when we talk about celebrities and really famous people and, and the, the hangers-on that are always around them trying to drag those people down. And this happens when you actually start to get things moving and yep. you become that social ambassador and all of a sudden you got your social sales funnel in order and you got some events going your way. You're going to find people who end up checking out where you're at on Facebook and always popping up, constantly hanging out, trying to get into your interactions to meet the people you're talking to. Well, sure. And now you're outgoing. You have things going on and they're staring at you and they know that, well, this is he's going to introduce me. He's It's just like, you know, remember, that's that's taking your freedom away. That's. That's taking away from you hanging out with people who are going to be introducing to you, you to their people and vice versa. And once again, mutually escalating everything upward. It's really difficult when everyone's just staring at you saying, make it happen. Make it happen for me tonight. Show me a good time. Yeah, we had a few of those friends back in Ann Arbor. Waiting for, oh, yeah. for you to start chatting people up. Well, I can, come you know, in there. I can, and they, they sneak up behind you like, hi. <laughs> and they're like, dude, this is getting well, old. I, and I can always, like, you can equate it to this. For anyone who, like, who might be thinking, I don't really understand what that would be like, right? Imagine you live in a town and an old friend comes to visit. And for a week, they're sitting on your couch staring at you to make it happen. Now, you probably got a good two, three days of activities in. But by the fourth, fifth day, you're like, get this guy. <laughs> out of here well imagine that that there, there is no him visiting because they live in your town and they're waiting yeah. for you to go out and do whatever fortunately living in la <laughs> we've had a lot of uh, out-of-town guests oh yeah i like the ones <laughs> that just show up on the day and they're like hey i'm here in town let's hang out like you've known you've been coming here for yeah. months and then you just expect me to give you a three-day tour of la and i gotta drop, drop everything, everything. <laughs> yeah unbelievable and i'm and it's like for me i'm just like look let me know. I'll try to do something. I'm envious of those people, though, because it means they just have tons of free time. They don't have anything <laughs> else going on. It must be kind of nice at some point to be like, I'm going to go travel and then just not do anything for a while. Why would anybody else have a different life? Hmm. There you go.
Over the last 17 years, we have launched our fair share of online courses, coaching programs, and finding the right platform has always been a challenge. They say if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. But if you're an entrepreneur, you know the hard work that comes with it. That's why you need Kajabi. Kajabi makes it easy to run your entire online business from one platform so you can focus on what you love, creating. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part? Kajabi doesn't cut into your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't even need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com charm. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash charm. Go to kajabi.com slash charm and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. All right, back to Johnny and AJ. I think we can go to the next one. All right. Yeah, uh, the lazy. And uh, what do we need to explain? <laughs> I mean, everyone knows. And the thing about laziness is it's infectious. And then all of a sudden you have a couple friends who are lazy and, and you're not going out. You're making excuses. All of a sudden things that you have that are important to you in life aren't getting done. I, I had a friend in college and he was, he was so annoying. He was so lazy. He would do this thing where he would go, hey, Jordan. Do you know how to make macaroni and cheese? And I'd be like, I am not boiling water for you. You know, I'd be like, yeah, you boil the water. The instructions, by the way, are on the back. You boil the water, you throw the noodles in, you strain them, you throw the cheese in there. I don't know how to work the stove. And I'm like, I know you play this game with your mom, okay? <laughs> right. But yeah. I'm a grown-ass man and so are you. This isn't going Step to work up. on me. Yeah. And... This guy went through relationships. He's a good-looking guy, and he's actually really smart. So he had this thing where he would get girlfriends, and then after a couple of, of weeks or, or even a couple of months, if they were particularly slow off the ball, they'd be like, yeah, I, I can't take this anymore. In fact, uh, one relationship came crashing down around him because they were going to move in together. And she had done like all the work moving, and then he showed up and was like, can you make dinner? I'm hungry. And she was like, I, I can't do this. And then she just yeah. left. And she went to, I know the inside story because she called my girlfriend who she was friends with and was like, so this is weird, but can I live with you? Because I just, I can't, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Well, I mean, that one is, everyone knows that one in their life. Mm -hmm. my, my favorite is going to be discussing this next guy because you, you two guys know who I'm about to bring up. <laughs> the big talkers and braggarts. Right. Who are just, they know everything. They can't be told anything. They have no room to grow, no reason to go outside of their comfort zone, and will just continue to just hammer on and run their mouth about everything. Until their whole life is ruined. <laughs> yeah, I, I fell into that scenario a little bit here in Hollywood with the couple guys who 
always knew someone, always had the hot party to go to, and then you, you get all ready, you meet them up, you show up at the door, and you're, they're not on the list, no one's heard of them, and you're just like, oh, not this song and dance yeah, again. And then, you're... then they try to act like they're even bigger than that. How could they not have me on the list? Do you know who I am? And you're just like, head in your face, or hands on your face, shaking your head. And you know that you could have had a better time just going to your normal third place, third place yeah. and <laughs> hanging out and seeing your buddies. But here you thought you're going to cut the line. And, oh, and, VIP. Then, and no matter what, you know, they it's it's more exaggeration, more blood. Oh, but the, the next time we're going to hang oh, out, I'm going to get bottles. We're not going to wait in any line. You're like, okay. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I definitely remember hanging out with some of those guys when I lived down here and showing up and standing in line for the whole night. <laughs> and I, every time I wanted to leave, it's like, well, this guy's my ride. No, no, no. Trust me. He's coming out to get us. It's the most embarrassingly painful thing. My favorite is when, like, don't worry about it. It's the hardest door. We'll we'll get in eventually. <laughs> like, how everyone else seems to, to strolling right in, yeah. on the list. <laughs> so it's yeah, just no, no. You don't know anyone, and you're running your mouth, and you're looking for once again attention, approval, acceptance. Now you're putting yourself in a spot to look even worse, which you're just kind of with me, yeah, in tow. And now I look worse. Yeah, right. And now next, yeah. yeah. Now the next time I'm in that line, the bouncer's going to laugh. Oh, yeah. I remember you. Well, the the other bad thing that's really toxic about big talkers is like when they are shown to be full of crap, which they are. They don't just go, oh, that's embarrassing. They get angry, very oh, yeah. angry. It's everyone else's it. fault, right? right? Now they become blamers. It's yeah. everyone's fault, but their fault. It's it's how can. It's it, the promoter's fault. Right. It's the door guy's a jerk. The management are assholes. He, they're just jealous because I have all of this amazing stuff in my life, and I'm clearly so much so, so far superior to these other people that they don't like me for that reason, and that must be why. Let's talk about how awesome we are and then get some scotch. <laughs> Let's roll the next script, the hypercontracts. Yes. I have a, a special one. I have a... Uh, when I first moved to town, there was a, a girl that I, I had met who just always seemed to have something wrong. And if it was not her problem, it was her rabbit's problem. The rabbit has now a condition. <laughs> her rabbit's got psychosomatic <laughs> illnesses. It was, you know. And, and these these uh, sickness, headache posts on Facebook constantly, allergies, yeah. something's wrong with them. Well, it's an, it's it's, an, it's an, a cheap attempt to grab sympathy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And and to get once again to get attention approval. Oh, are accept- you okay? I hope you feel better. Get yeah. well. And 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 it's not only does it's the medical equivalent of I'm so fat. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, then when you you understand what's going on and mm-hmm. you're like I'm not feeding into that, right? Then they can bombard you with I thought you were my friend. Right, really yeah. good friend you are. You know, Brene Brown calls this floodlighting, where I just dump so much trauma on you, and then you throw your hands up like, whoa. Sorry. It's all good here. You, and now I can now guilt you and point mm-hmm. the finger at you of why you're not a good friend. Right. Wow. Floodlighting, huh? Low value. Uh, of course, we got the drama queens. We've been in kings and queens. We've yeah. talking about this. Uh, catastrophizing. Um, the rest of it that goes with that sort of behavior and the best thing is you know you can see all this stuff through facebook posts well, yeah well we were laughing about this at lunch with samim he, he had met this girl and she had already kind of mentioned that well her past work there was some drama and we're johnny and i just right away started shaking our head and it's like where there's smoke there's fire yeah if she's already complaining about drama you might not be involved now 
But that storm's headed your way, at, right? At some point, it's coming. And I, and I've learned that over and over again. And being guys, you're like, yeah, but she's really hot. How bad could it be? Oh, well, you'll find out. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll find out. When she's throwing all of your shit out of a third-story window. <laughs> I'm fired. <laughs> um, oh, and lastly, let's not – the non-dreamers or the non-believers. See, uh, this, this for me is like – this is why I didn't like the movie Boyhood. Like that kid in Boyhood that just I've not seen it. Non dreamer, non believer, doesn't really have any sort of motivation, not interested in finding motivation or passion. His whole character development is blah. Right. And that's like my worst fear is like a father to have that as a son. Just ah. like you can't find motivation, you can't find any interest. That's it. The non dreamers, the non believers. Just uh well, everything's meh. Yeah, how and how are you gonna feel good about where you're going if that's who you got supporting you? Yeah. All right. And of course, you can't get and you whether or not you're getting fired up for your own things and you and you and high value people can also get fired up in the things that their friends got going on because that pumps up everybody. Right. Let's make a bigger pie than. Yeah. Well, passion, again, is infectious in a positive way. Mm -hmm. And if you have friends who are amplifying your passion and believing in their own dreams and believing in your dreams, you're only going to go farther. I have a, a buddy that I used to work with on Wall Street, and he's the most, I mean, when when we were on Wall Street, he was the guy who was always like, oh, my God, I'm going to get fired. Oh, the business is going down the tubes. He was always catastrophizing. And uh, I recently wrote him because it was his birthday, and I said, hey, man, happy birthday. How's it going? And he said, yeah, not so good. And I was just like, I'm not even going to reply to that because I don't want to. And then, of course, a few days later, he sends me a message. Did you get married? And I said, no, no, but I, you know, I bought a house. I've got a girlfriend. And he goes, yeah, I need to get married soon, too. And I go, great, or, you know, congratulations on thinking about that. And he goes, well, I'm not even dating right now. And I, I foolishly said, well, why not? It's sort of the step that comes before marriage. And he just writes back, there's no point. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, I'm done with this conversation. And there's so much of that. There's so much of that. But these, are the, these are the same people that when you bring your new exciting idea that just needs other people's momentum, support, and fuel, you get, you get... Uh, probably won't work. Why would anybody do that? Why would anybody buy that? Uh, it sounds like a lot of work. You get a lot of that in return. And so this list of low-value, this partial list of low-value people. <laughs> these are the main ones to really mm -hmm. keep an eye out for, and they, they pretty readily present these traits very early on. Yeah, and if you surround yourself with these folks, then uh, your failure is inevitable. And in right? short, you're going to see them in new people that you're hanging out with because that's easier, but it's the people you're already attached to that you need to be honest with yourself and mm -hmm. realize. <laughs> and, and, and here's the best thing. Talk about talk about this person with somebody who actually is high value. and and Because, listen, it's really hard for when you're attached, when you have those emotions, to separate yourself and look at that. And I know how many times I've had a conversation with AJ where I'm like, listen, I, well, I want to make sure I'm not crazy here. <laughs> so there's a situation. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it's been, yeah, you're totally crazy. You're or, crazy. Or you're not crazy at all. What you're seeing is what you're seeing. Like, oh. Burn the ships. Burn, burn, burn the, the ships. ships. I, and, it's, and it's hard. But, you know, uh, but you got to be honest with yourself. And if you don't feel that you can be honest with yourself, uh, find that good buddy who you believe is high yeah, value. Ask your family. Ask your siblings. Yeah, they'll they, tell you straight up absolutely i think one thing that you guys didn't really mention that might be just as scary as looking at it in your friends and family is looking for it in yourself yeah, yeah. are you 
A blamer? Yeah. A hanger on? Are you a big talker? Are you lazy? Are you the hypochondriac? I mean, are you the drama queen? These okay. are roadblocks to you expanding that social circle. Because if we see this in you and you see this in other people and you don't like it, imagine what happens when you stroll into a group <laughs> yeah, of high-value high people. High-value people are screening you out. And yep. you're doing it. You're gone. And, and the thing is, even if you think, well, I'm not normally like this, if you just spent the last year or what, however long hanging out with people who do this, you've probably picked up some of those mm-hmm. crappy habits. And I know that I've done it because I was hanging out with some people the past couple of years, sometimes even people in this you know, circle around. And, and uh, my girlfriend was like, this is, why are you, you know, you, you sound so different. Like you're being, you're complaining a lot about this. And I'm like, ah, I know exactly where this came well, from. Well, I know a place where you can find that out. Mm-hmm. Right? You sit on the couch at AOC and yep. you're going to find out real quick. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's funny that the the person who inspired a lot of this didn't make it through a program. Yeah. All right, excellent. So not only are red flags to look out for, but ways to screen high-quality people in your life, a question we get all the time here at AOC. Learn to master this skill set and come through, and we'll see you, like you said, right here on the couch. Guys, I hope you enjoyed that. Screening the right people in and keeping the wrong people out of your life is a challenge you're going to have to deal with for the rest of your life. Remember, you only go as high as your five closest friends. So I hope this was useful for you. Show feedback and guest suggestions. Of course, this is a fanarchy. It's run by you. And we rely on you to help keep our finger on the pulse. So if you know someone who's a good fit for AOC, let us know. I'm Jordan at theartofcharm.com. And if you enjoyed this, don't forget to thank AJ and Johnny or just The Art of Charm. That's me on Twitter. We'll have that linked up in the show notes as well. Our live program boot camp details at theartofcharm.com slash bootcamp. Remember, subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher. Write us a review. I'll love you forever, and so will AJ and Johnny. Special thanks to the Jasons for their help in the production of the Art of Charm podcast. And go ahead and tell your friends, because the greatest compliment you can give us is a referral to someone else, either in person or shared on the web. Now have a great week, and leave everything and everyone better than you found them. Thanks for listening to the Art of Charm. Get more confidence, relationship skills, life hacks, and everything for the extraordinary man at theartofcharmpodcast.com.